This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Stories That Sing. Do you love storybook lessons as much as I do? That's great because you can get three for free just by going to storiesthatsing.net forward slash lesson plan sampler. See you there. elementary music teacher who's frustrated and overwhelmed. I'm Jeanette Shorey, a happy music teacher who loves teaching every day, but it wasn't long ago I was in your shoes. Join me Wednesdays to help you find happy in your music classroom. It was the beginning of May and I was teaching that class. They were fidgety and chatty, and I was truly trying to teach them a little something new in preparation for our last unit of the school year. I literally couldn't get two words out before someone interrupted me or started doing a silly little dance when I wasn't looking. I was so done, but I took a pause and I thought to myself, you know what? I just can't. I stopped what I was doing and I decided, you know what? This particular class doesn't need any new information at this time of the year. They are so distracted and all I'm doing is walking over and over into a brick wall. And you know how they say the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result? Well, I just decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore. And I have really made that a policy in the last maybe five years of my teaching career that if something's not working, I am not going to beat my head against that brick wall. I am going to change it and find a way to make it better, not just for me, but also for my kiddos. So here's what I did. My kids were, not these particular kids, because they had not earned a reward day in a while, but after this class, they did earn a reward day, and there will be more on reward days later in another episode. But what I want to tell you is, Choose Your Own Exit Music is a reward day that I use, and my kiddos in this particular year, which mm, it was maybe two years ago, were choosing, they were choosing this song called Crab Rave, and I will link to it in the show notes. It is, in my students' opinion, absolutely hysterical. I think it's kind of cool. I really like the music, but I can't tell you that I find the video as funny as they do, but the the crabs are like dancing around. It's, I mean, I guess it's pretty funny, but I don't find it as funny as they do. Anyway, so there's this funny video that goes along with the song Crab Rave. And so I put that on and I, I literally like stopped. I was right in the middle of a lesson and I stopped and I was like, I can't. And I said to the boys and girls, okay, we're going to stop and we're going to regroup and I want you to watch this video and then we're going to do something with it. And I tend to be really, really good 
at flying by the seat of my pants. Not everyone is comfortable with it, of course. But for me, I'm really good at stopping and just pivoting. So what I did is I came up with a rhythm, a rhythm play for the song while they were watching the video. And that was the beginning of just a whole new policy for me in especially starting after spring break. So from spring break until the end of the school year, we do not learn anything new in any of my classes because it doesn't work. I mean, I've been reading about it all over Facebook. Haven't you been reading that everybody's like, oh my gosh, the kindergartners are falling out of their chair and they're doing this and the second graders are talking over me. And, you know, even the kiddos who are usually so good, the last maybe six weeks of school, maybe even more than that, if we're being honest, are just so challenging. So what I did is I just decided no more. We are going to do fun and active and engaging and pull out all the manipulatives. I mean, we've been talking about this, right? Okay, my lovelies, we are coming down to the home stretch of the school year. And let's be real, things are getting a little wacky, right? It's May. That's why I'm calling it May madness. The weather's getting warmer, summer breaks on the horizon, and not only are your kiddos starting to bounce off the walls and feel that, oh my gosh, it's almost summer break, but you're feeling it too. And you're tired. I mean, I'm reading about people who have had like, I, I had a friend call me the other day and be like, oh my gosh, Jeanette, I have a, I forget what she calls it, an info, I don't know, whatever, whatever she calls it. It's a really cool term. I have to go back and ask her. But basically what she does is she gets the parents in and they do, oh, she calls it an informance. So it's not a performance, but she has every kindergarten in her school doing an informance where they are doing something that they would do in the classroom for the parents. And it's a great, great idea. But not only is she doing that, and she's not the only one because I've been reading a lot of people doing that. She is also doing, I don't know, like a fourth grade performance and a choir performance and a field trip. And I mean, the amount of stuff she's got coming up is absolutely insane. I mean, I, I am so happy that I don't have nearly that much to do. But I digress. Sorry about that. <laughs> so it is May Madness, and I've got a secret weapon for you, and it is storybooks. Now, you know me. I am the stories that sing lady, and of course, I'm going to give you some storybooks to use in your music classroom that are absolutely a game changer for calming that May madness and keeping your kiddos engaged. Whether you're looking for stories about Cinco de Mayo, a little something for Mother's Day, or just some silly spring stories to lighten the mood and get your kiddos looking at those cute little baby animals, I have you covered. Let's start with Cinco de Mayo. I've got five of them for you, by the way. You may or may not know this, but Cinco de Mayo is the holiday that commemorates Mexico's victory over France in the Battle of Puebla on May 5th, 
1862. And Cinco de Mayo literally means May 5th in Spanish, and it is the celebration of Mexican heritage and is really mostly commemorated by Mexican Americans north of the U.S. border. Now, we tend to trivialize it and we go out for adult cocktails and we go out for Mexican food and that really is not doing justice to the holiday. So if you check out my blog post this month or in the show notes, I'm going to link you to a, I think it's like under two minutes long, little bit of information about the holiday. And then if you are part of my email community, the happy highlights, you will get two videos that have like play alongs. One is a cup song um, to La Raspa and the other one is a play along. So if you're not part of that email community, just go to storiesthatsing.net forward slash lesson plan sampler and you will get not only three free lesson plans but you'll also get access to all kinds of goodness so i digress back to cinco de mayo so this and and if you are hispanic and speak spanish i am doing my best best accent but i'm not a hundred percent sure it's a great accent so please forgive me if I, if I don't get, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. So it is called Senorita Mariposa and it's by Ben Gundersheimer. And you would think from his last name that he wouldn't speak Spanish, but he totally does. Again, I don't know what his accent is like, but it sounds like he speaks uh, fluent Spanish. So this is a rhyming storybook. It tells all about how the monarch butterfly journeys from Canada to Mexico, and it's written both in Spanish and English, and the illustrations are just wonderful. The best part is that there's a song that accompanies the story, and I'm going to play you a little bit of the song. Señorita Mariposa, tú eres muy hermosa. Señorita Mariposa, tú eres muy hermosa. Te quiero a ti. Little butterfly, you just caught my eye. Little butterfly, flying through the sky. I'm so happy you're alive. I mean, how cute is that, right? So that is the author singing that song. And for those of you who just can't read the same story 26 times in a row, I found a delightful read aloud by the author. He calls himself Mr. G. So you know I love my movement words in a storybook. And a few of my favorite in this one are flying and playing and flash and beating wings. And I love to use this storybook for movement and instrument improvisation. You could also teach your kiddos the song and use the storybook to introduce your discussion of Cinco de Mayo. So, I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff you can do with this storybook. We also celebrate Mother's Day during May, as you know, if you are a mom. So I found the most adorable book. It's called The Runaway Bunny, and it's by Margaret Wise Brown. And this is a book about a bunny who 
keeps telling his mom he's going to run away. And he tells his mom he's going to become a fish in a stream, a rock high on the mountain, a crocus in a hidden garden. And his mom keeps telling him that she's going to transform herself into different things in order to find him. Like she says that she's going to become a fisherman so she can fish and catch him. So it is the perfect way to celebrate Mother's Day because it's all about the love that moms have for their kiddos. And it's also the perfect way to introduce my song, Mommy to the Rescue, which is all about how mommies are heroes and all of the things that mommies do to help their kiddos. I will link to that song, the bundle for that song, in the show notes. This book's also a really good way to um, talk about high and low and to do some moving. The other thing we're celebrating in May is spring. So I have three spring storybooks for you. The first one is called Let's Go Froggy. And Froggy and Dad are going on a fun spring bike ride, but before they go, Froggy needs to get ready, and he is taking his time. It's taking him forever because he has to go keep looking for things that he's lost, and I can so totally relate to this book because I'm telling you, my son Taylor, oh my gosh, he's highly intelligent, but he has a very, um, let's just say, artistic brain. And I can say that because I also have an artistic brain. And so like one time, 18 years old, I took him to the doctor's and we get out of the car and he loved to walk around barefoot. So I took him to the doctor's and I looked down as he was getting out of the car and I was like, Taylor, shoes. And he goes, oh. And would you believe I had to take him into the doctor's with no shoes on? Another time we were going to a violin lesson because he's a bassoonist now, but he started out as a violinist and we were going to a conservatory lesson, uh, excuse me, a conservatory level teacher to um, give him some really like high level lessons. And it was costing me a small fortune and he was dropped off by my other son Devin and when he got in my car I was I was doing a garage sale and he got in my car and he was like I'm the stupidest person on the face of the earth and I was like what are you talking about and he said I forgot my violin so I called the teacher and I was like I'm so sorry but he forgot his violin I don't have time to go back and the violin teacher was like no problem. I've got extras. It happens all the time. And I was like, okay, it happens all the time. So one more, I know this is a huge aside, but just too funny not to share. He gets to the violin lesson. He takes his shoes off because the violin teacher doesn't like to have, you know, shoes on in his house, goes up the stairs, does the lesson. He does a great job. It's all awesome. We leave the house. We get home. He looks down at his feet. He's like, oh my gosh, mom, I left my shoes at the violin teacher's house. And I was like, oh, for goodness sakes. So I can so relate to this story because Froggy has all of these items he's lost. So this storybook is part of a series of Froggy books. They're all playful and they're so much fun. And I love to use them for my littles. 
And honestly, I'll even use them through third grade. So the best part is all the wonderful sound words you're going to find in the story. There's like zoop and zup and zut, zut, zut and swish and flop and bonk. And I mean, the list goes on and on. There are tons of vocal exploration opportunities and I love to use instrument play opportunities as well. I mean, there are countless ones of them. I love to say the sound words in my silly voices like zoop and then my kids echo it and then I'll be like zup, zup, zup and they'll have to echo it and then like zut, 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 zut and you know, so I'll do some really funny voices and that's such a wonderful opportunity for your littles to explore the way that their voices can sound and to kind of get them in that mode of, you know, using their voices in ways they're not used to. The more you can do that, the more comfortable they're going to be with singing and with exploring ways that they don't use their voices normally. So that is Let's Go Froggy. Then we have Hands Off My Honey by Jane Chapman, and this was a discovery that at my little school that I talk about all the time that I go to on Thursdays, they give away books, like, all the time. And I have to, like, ask the librarian why they're giving away these books, but there's always a box of books. I'm not sure why they're getting rid of them, but Whatever the case may be, I am going through those boxes every time they're there. So I found this adorable book, and it's all about a bear who, it seems like he doesn't want to share his honey, but there's a surprise at the end. And by the way, I'm going to put my Amazon affiliate links into the show notes so you have them there. Um, so this is a lively book. It's perfect for, for a spring day when the bees are buzzing and the sun is shining and you can talk all about how bears love their, their honey and where honey comes from. And it has so many sound words in it. So there's like stomp and stamp and rumble and shook and I'll do that with my kids. I also found snap and flump and I love to use this book with my littles and we'll do some improvisation. So I hand out the frame drums and it gives me a chance to review how to play the frame drum because you know what happens they get that drum and they put it on the floor and they're like banging away at it. And you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. So um, I love to tell my students, we are making beautiful music and not nasty noise. So I will demonstrate how to use the frame drum and then we will go through and I'll put on some fun music and I'll just do all of these different ways to play the frame drum. I mean, we might tap it with our fingertips and then we might do like a finger tap and then we might do a whole hand bounce where we cup our hand so it makes that nice resonant boomy sound. And then we might scratch it. And I mean, we will go to town on all the different ways we can play our frame drums. And you want to give your kids a frame of reference first. And then with my littles, I will do the improvisation and they will just follow me with my second graders. And honestly, my third graders these days, I can add either a group of instruments or I can give them the opportunity to use the frame drums and improv on the frame drums once we've kind of explored those waters. 
So if you're going to use a group of instruments, think like um, frame drums or congas or tubanos or something like that for stomp and stamp. The maracas could be for rumble and shook and rhythm sticks for things like snap and tiptoe. These are also good movement words. So if you have the time, you can introduce them first as movement words and then they can become sound words later. And I love to call them movement words and sound words with my kiddos because then they're going to be looking for those as well. So my next spring storybook is called Little Quack, and it is, to use an Alabama word, precious. And it is by Lauren Thompson. And Mama Duck is like, oh my gosh, my ducklings are getting so big and I think it's time for them to leave the nest. So they all jump in the pond one at a time to swim with her except for Little Quack. And this book is so cute. It even has like a counting element to it and it's perfect for your pre-K through your second graders. Um, it again has lots of movement words because this time of the year, we are doing way more movement than we normally do. And I'm going to tell you, I do a ton of movement, especially with my littles always, but even more this time of the year. So there's like plop and splash, paddle and march. And you can also, what I love to do is find like a good ducky waddle song and model each movement. And then I let my kids do the model move that they get to do the movement back. There's also a really cute, cheerful repeating pattern, and it goes, no, mama, no, I'm too scared. And I have a really cute song that goes with this one as well that that's kind of goes along with it. So, um, and obviously, if you're going to write a melody to no, mama, no, I'm too scared, you may want to make it in a minor key just to make it sound more like the little duckling is scared. So there you have it. Let me go back and give you all of those storybooks one more time. We've got Señorita Mariposa by Ben Gundersheimer. And again, I'll be linking these in the show notes. And this one has in it movement and instrument play and all those wonderful illustrations plus the song that accompanies the story. Then for Mother's Day, we've got The Runaway Bunny by Margaret Wise Brown. And it's all about that bunny who is running away. And I love to use that one for high and low. And, you know, like when the when the mom is fishing, you can do like a um, while she's fishing and, you know, anything like that. Then for spring, we've got Let's Go Froggy by Jonathan London. And that is all about Froggy and Dad going on the spring bike ride. And all those amazing sound words that you're going to find in there. Great opportunity for vocal exploration and also for instrument play. Hands Off My Honey by Jane Jane. Bear, Jane Chapman and how Bear doesn't want to share his honey and all those fun sound words and the improvisation on the frame drums. And finally, we have Little Quack by Lauren Thompson. And that is the repeating pattern. No, mama, no, I'm too scared. And you could actually do that if you don't want to make a up a melody. You could also do just a rhythm with that. Now, pro tip that I told you at the very beginning of this episode. 
Do not try to teach your kiddos in May or especially June, if you're going into June, new things. This is my opinion. You may disagree with me, but do not beat your head against the wall. If it's not working, regroup, refocus, repivot, and, or I should say pivot and do something else. So there you have it. Five picture books are the secret weapon you need to keep your music classroom flowing smoothly during the wild and wacky month of May. Make sure you incorporate lots of storybooks into your music classroom, and that's going to keep your students engaged and focused even when summer break is calling their names. Why not give it a try and see what you can get up to with your class this month? If you need some direction, some ideas, any questions you might have about these storybooks, feel free to email me, Jeanette at storiesthatsing.net. Well, that's all I have for you today. But before I go, let me remind you, keep learning, keep growing, and keep being fabulous you. Fabulous you.